<laughs> we work so hard to get stronger, happier, more productive and successful. Don't forget the secret ingredient. Get grounded in play. Play grounding when it's time to get a life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Playgrounding Podcast. This is Kara Stort-Fortier, and I am really, really excited to be joining you again from our little home with the treehouse here at the Brewery Artist Colony in LA. We have a new member of our family. We just adopted a little one-eyed winky dog. Her name is Ciel, and oh my gosh, I just I, this week has just been so filled with unexpected joy. Um, if there's anything you can do for yourself in a time when things just seem down out there in the world, adopting a puppy from a rescue who might have ended up in a little, I'm sorry, she was on the, she was on doggy death row and she could have ended up somewhere besides my couch sleeping and looking at me right now. And that just makes me so happy. Um, animals, I've realized this week as she's learning to get along with my cats, um, there are really only a few things they care about. They like to eat, they like to go potty, and they like to play. Um, and I'm just, wow, once again, always drawn back to the power of play. I know potty and eating are also awesome, um, but that's just how basic play is to um, our DNA, where there, there are little creatures that kind of remind us of that every day. Anyway, so um, yeah, enough of my fawning over my new dog. Um, it's so awesome. Anyway, um, right to our amazing guest this week. Oh my gosh, she is a force of nature an amazing woman. Um, just wow. Her, you're going to you're going to get it the minute you first hear her voice. Her name is Amber Clusura. She's an incredibly accomplished fashion designer here in LA. Her company is called Salt Clothing. But I didn't actually ask her to come on and talk about clothes, although that would be very interesting. You should see her stuff. It's amazing. Um, but I asked her here to talk about something she's been involved with for a very long time called Jerk Church. And if you've never heard of it, that's okay. I'm going to let her tell you all about it. But just know that Jerk Church, it's a very playful take on community, kind of in the way that church approaches community. But there's not too much, well, it's kind of exactly like church, but it's nothing like church. You'll understand after you hear about it. Um, they give back, they have potlucks, they sing. It's silly and it's loud and it's irreverent. Um, it's everything that we need more of in this world. And especially at a time like this, when there's so much hand-wringing going on, so much taking everything so seriously all the time that we start losing touch with what's really important. So we're going to end this show in a song. And I want to tell you from the outset that you need to go to theplaygrounding.com slash 20 and hear this music watch this official music video. You will not be sorry. It's called Life is Excellent by Bobby Joe Abola and the Children McNuggets. And I will be posting it on the Playgrounding Facebook and Twitter too. But wherever you find it, go find this, this music video before you do anything else after you pull into the driveway or get off of your walk or whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. So just don't miss this This video. You have to go see it. And now I'll just let um, Amber set it all up for you. Here you go. Welcome, Amber. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I know you're like, what in the world is going to happen? Right 
But um, you should, just before we started, you've been tuning up a little instrument there. I have been. What do you got? Um, I have currently in my hands a 1920s banjolele. It is a, a music instrument made popular around the turn of the century, turn of the uh, 20th century, uh, in what came out of Britain and then moved into the American uh, milieu in terms of Americana music. Um, it's a cross between a ukulele and a banjo. So it is the size of a ukulele, but it actually has a pan like a banjo. And it is strung and tuned like a ukulele. Wow, that is amazing. Actually, so the reason I brought you here and I, well, the reason I want to talk to you, it's because of... A, well, the primary reason is Jerk Church. You have been a part of Jerk Church for a while, and, and I'm just, so there's also this playfulness about you as well. So I kind of like to, like, want to learn about Jerk Church because it's a really fun take on church that I've never heard before, and I have a lot of history with church. <laughs> um, so, and that, and also just your exuberant, crazy, where do you come from kind of thing. I just want to learn a little about that. So tell me about Jerk Church. What is the, how did you get involved with it? What is the history of this thing? Uh, so a Jerk Church, uh, essentially it started um, about, God, is it eight years ago? <laughs> that would be really long. I think that might be too long. I've lost track. Uh, it's basically, a long story short, it started in uh, Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. And it started with a group of about eight friends uh, who have all uh, met each other and uh, work uh, with Burning Man mm -hmm. uh, out of San Francisco. And it was this idea of uh, getting people together in a, a way that was exuberant and and fun and bringing in community in a different sort of way yeah. we were all musically inclined in one way or another mm -hmm. and it was just this this thing where uh, roach who is our pope uh <laughs> had this idea of doing irish caroling and it was uh, basically the high holy day of course is saint patrick's day yep for yep. the jerks Absolutely. and the idea was to do irish caroling where we would just get together and learn a bunch of traditional songs both in the irish uh school in the American school mm -hmm. and then go around downtown San Francisco on St. Patrick's Day and kind of have a, an alternate experience to the the crazy booze fest that sometimes is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And so out of that came Jerk Church. Wow. <laughs> and and I came in about uh, the second annual Irish caroling. Aww. And uh, it is, you know, every Sunday we would meet, uh, usually at what we called the Vatican, which was <laughs> which was Roach's house. <laughs> and it was a thing where we would show up and we would bring food and we would leave our drama at the door. And wow. we would just try to get together and through song and community have this amazing moment where we would, you know, drink and eat into the night and <laughs> play music and just have this amazing little thing. Drama. Wait, hold on. So it's, it's a church where they actually leave the drama at the door? Well, you know, we weren't always successful in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't even know how you yeah, call it a church. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's, it, we weren't really successful in that all the time. But that was really the main idea was yeah. to try to leave the drama at the door. And we succeeded for a really long time. Yeah. We actually just celebrated uh, our anniversary of the birth of the Church Church Tabernacle Choir. Oh, my God. 
Um, uh, years and years ago, my brother uh, was closing a restaurant he owned in Eureka, and he's like, I want to have the jerks come out and play. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, bro, you realize that we're just a bunch of drunk assholes, <laughs> right? And he's like, no, you're jerks. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, hey Pope, and she's like, "What? What? Let's do this!" And so we got a core group of like, I think it was about twenty or twenty-five of us. Wow! And we caravan from San Francisco to Eureka and played what was our first official show as band, not band, best band ever, um, <laughs> at my brother's restaurant closing party. Wow! Uh, and it was that, that that anniversary just happened. I think it was yesterday. That is amazing. So, yeah. what, so you could just get people who are musically inclined together um, to do music for whatever reason. Oh, we like Irish music. Let's just get together and do Irish night. Why is it called Jerk Church? Can you like break that down a little bit for the jerk part and the church part? Like, I well, guess so the, was, the the jerk <laughs> the jerk part is because we're jerks, not assholes. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. You know, right. and it, it's 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 the it's founded in the idea of sustainable jackassery. Okay. Sustainable jackassery. I could, that's something I can. You know, it, it's the idea that you know we are all a different kind of of people, mm-hmm. um, but we 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 get together and we are jerks, not assholes. Got it. Um, and it, it it's you know I can say. You know, I can say this. I'm not sure if the Pope would say this. But, you know, I see our roots, like, definitely in the cacophony society, in yes. disruption, in doing something different. Yes. You know, in in, in, that, in that way being a jerk. Because an asshole, you have malice behind yes. it. Yes. And and there's nothing but joy and love with what we do and fun mm-hmm. and play. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that's, that's where the jerk came from. And the church was just the fact that we got together every Sunday. Cool. Because it was like, the, you know, it was, it was what was, what was Roach's saying? Uh... <laughs> oh God! All of the community, none of the dogma, <laughs> something like that. You know, oh. it was, it was, it. And that's kind of. It started as a joke. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it started as a joke, and it wasn't just about getting together people who knew how to play music and knew how to sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I started Jerk Church, I had never picked up my banjolele. I had had a dream since like the '90s of like <laughs> owning this weird little instrument, and then all of a sudden with Jerk Church, I'm like, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, like. I'm going to go on eBay and I'm going to buy this thing and I'm going to teach myself that. And, you know, everybody in the community in Jerk Church was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you awesome. don't know how to play that at all, but you play it loud. And now you play it well. I you don't know about well, but I definitely play it loud. Well, that seems to be a key <laughs> thing for a Jerk Church gathering is that there must be much loudness. It is much loudness. I know when I first moved into the brewery here, I, I don't, it was was it after you moved in? I don't know. Did you bring Jerk Church down? I here? brought Jerk Church here, yeah. Okay, because I don't. I didn't. I think I'd been here for a while, and I had read about Jerk Church before. There was like some article in the news about it, and I was well, in we seminary. Were, we were in the San Francisco Chronicle. Yes, and and I was in seminary, and so of course I was looking at all these ways of alternative churches and the ways that people were handling church these days to like deal with the new kind of young people out there and what kinds of things were they? We're not no, really that young. It's, no. <laughs> It was nothing, did not fall into that category at all. And so I was ex- so just excited when I realized that it was going to be happening in a park near my house. Yeah. Um, it, it, for me, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles, it was it was really hard because I had moved here, uh, having been born and raised in the Bay Area. I lived, mm-hmm. you know, for 30 years in San Francisco and I lived in 10 years in mm-hmm. Oakland. And moving to Los Angeles, you know, I had a, I had a skeleton crew of community here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what I, what I was really missing and what I was really lacking 
was was jerk church. Yeah. You know, and there was a real, real um, opposition to a Los Angeles chapter. Really? Why? Uh, because Los Angeles is just uh, South Oakland. Well... <laughs> I but don't it, know Oakland these days, but but I, you know it, it sounds like Oakland is amazing. <laughs> it, you know, I, I it was a thing where I understood the joke. You yeah. know, you basically transplanted yourself from drinking PBR in one warehouse space to PBR in another warehouse yeah, space, yeah. and I understood the joke. But for me, you know, it was about establishing a real, actual community here. Yes, yes, and 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 bringing people together through song, mm-hmm. and it it was so simple it was just like yeah i want to do mm-hmm. this thing hey all these people i tangentially know mm-hmm. can we meet in this park that's in the middle of our homes and i'll bring the the hymnals yeah. uh which is basically our song books yeah i'll bring the hymnals uh and and you bring the musics and the excitement and you know it was it was it was great and yeah. it was really like founded in the spring and summer down here and, and it mm-hmm. was something that was really took off and you know versus jerk church in the bay area which is every sunday you know we we met once a month and it was really something that helped me make the transition oh that's good safely uh at least like you know safely is a weird word it helped me make a transition that i was very nervous about making yeah because jerk church had been such a cornerstone of my work week yeah that you know you, there were times when i had to work at my bar up in uh, alameda and they came to my bar mm-hmm. and we had jerk church in my bar <laughs> and like all the patrons are like this is the most amazing thing ever can i buy you an entire bottle of jameson and i'm like yes you can allow me to sell that to you <laughs> well and that's it's funny because a lot of like you say when you moved here a lot of times that's the reason why people go to church in the first place and especially if you join a denomination then you go to a new town you're going to find the presbyterians you're going to find the methodists or whatever it is that you do yeah and you know but this particular thing I, I think what's been so fun for me kind of begin, being exposed to Burning Man sure. was that when you come home you're home and well now what the you know disconnect. It's, not, it's no fun anymore um and it's it's been hard finding ways we get the Burning Man meetups that kind of thing um but jerk church seems to be a way to kind of keep the spirit alive and keep people being mischievous and keep people thinking you know and giving and I mean giving. That, that that's you know that it's it's not a lot talked about thing about jerk church but that's you know one of the things that we did in oakland was community cleanups and 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 that that sort of level of organization you know and down here in la you know we've done uh food drives for the women's shelter down on sixth street and you're doing something soon right we're uh the day black friday uh we're doing a toy drive uh for this organization that one of our members miss andy is involved in and it's basically you know it's same kind of christmas idea um toys for underprivileged and uh and low-income families and then in december we're going to be doing another drive for the women of the six uh sixth street shelter wow yeah. oh that's awesome yeah wow that's great like and you guys beyond just even just doing music when you get there you also it's a potluck like yeah. you know, what church would be complete without a potluck y'all need food. so people bring food they bring casseroles like old yeah. school church style casseroles we've had we've had everyone bring things i mean as as little as a big bag of chips to times when we've pulled out the barbecue and done full-on barbecues you yeah. know i mean and then sometimes we just get together and it might just be a bottle yeah you know and and that's that's oh, fine yeah. too mm-hmm. you know it's it's not you know you can't always measure uh community in an 
in a tangible output sort of way. Like, oh, if you don't bring me a bottle of whiskey, a casserole, a bag of chips, you're not a member. It's, yeah. you know, at the same time, bring your enthusiasm. And yeah. that was what was always great about Jerk Church is mm-hmm. that it wasn't about tithe. Mm-mm. You know, we have our commandments. Um, the first commandment is thou shalt tithe. Yeah. The idea that tithing is real. It's about giving something that's, that is somewhat outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. But that can be everything from a casserole dish, a bottle of whiskey. It can be someone who's driving. Yeah. You know, driving the drunk people home, you know, (laughs) which is real. Very needed. Um, We used to have churches at people's houses. Toilet paper, bring a roll, bring two. Like, you know, there there are ways that you can make tithing. It's not about a a monetary donation. It's about a donation of self. Mm -hmm. Uh, Commandment two, thou shall not be a douche. Commandment three, (laughs) thou shall treat the host home with the utmost respect. Nice. Commandment four, thou shall enculturate newcomers to the way of the jerk. Absolutely. Again, jerk, not asshole. Yep. You know, the idea of play and sustainable jackassery, you know, you watch somebody set fire to one of their friends and you're like, I can totally set fire to people. No, No. consent. (laughs) Pando. Commandment five, thou shall not drink and drive. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Commandment six, thou shall leave thy, leave thy drama at the door. Amen. Commandment seven, thou shall strive to create harmony. Commandment eight, thou shall forget what eight is for. <laughs> Commandment nine, thou shall participate, host, help with camp, organize church services, etc. Commandment 10, thou shalt sing. Oh, yes, the best part. And you have your own hymnal, which I remember the first time I realized I could actually download it myself. Oh, my goodness. And I've, I've been trying to, like, give myself time to learn guitar, but it is the only thing I will use to learn Guitar's guitar. Guitar's hard. It is. It's all I got, though. It's my little instrument over there. But how did you guys get this Did this hymnal just happen? You, you write new words to old hymns. Like, how did this all come no, about? No, you know, I, it, that's, I, I, you know I, have to give, I have to give credit to the Pope. Um, okay. Roach, Miss Roach really, you know, she was the driving force behind Jerk Church. You know, she had this concept and this idea and it was, it really was about Americana and Irish heritage and, and, and the idea of the lower and middle classes, like suffering through song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 16 tons and mm. worst days since yesterday. Yes. And, and, you know, and older, older songs than like Waxy's Dargle and, and these sorts of tombs that really put forth that working man's struggle. Yeah. And, and as that started, then it started like branching out into, you know, other things that people in, in the church really responded to, like CeeLo Green's Fuck You. Yes. And it was like, oh, no, that song has to get added. And then, you know, our good friends, uh, Bobby, Joe, Abola, and the Chicken Bag Nuggets. Mm-hmm. You know, worst day since yesterday. That's I'm sorry, sorry. Um, uh, oh, my God. My brain breaking. Um, <laughs> Life is Excellent. Oh, I love that song. Oh, Life goodness. is Excellent by our friends Bobby, Joe, Abola, and the Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. Like, that, that song was something that we all resonated with yeah. and it, oh. it's not a song that is known like Mm-mm. like a flogging molly song or a pogue song you know or uh you know uh american music like these sorts of large umbrella songs that mm-hmm. that really galvanize our world bobby joe and the chicken mcnuggets mm-hmm. was our immediate family and yeah. that humor of life is excellent 
it, it's, I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. And oh. it's, it's, and it, it represents the way we all thought. And, and it cuts s- you to the core. And bringing when that. When it really comes down to it, when I was having a really bad day and I was at Jerk Church one time and I looked at those lyrics, I was like, oh, why he did that? <laughs> You're like, you. oh, yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and that one. and that's basically how the hymnal got created. And it also has some like you know circle be unbroken kind of like oh yeah churchy we, kind of songs as well as some George Michael. Yeah, so, you gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. <laughs> and you know, and Tom Waits, Chocolate Jesus. Like it's you know the the hymnal grew very organically, mm-hmm. and it, it was any time that there was someone who was like, I want to bring this song in. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a why. Yeah. It yeah. was just like yeah, of course teach it yeah and that and that again back to tithing mm-hmm. you know like i i have brought in songs like what's up by four non blondes which is amazing <laughs> you know and like apona was also a very big opponent of, of the four non blondes what's up mm-hmm. and it was that thing of like no like this is a song that means something to me and mm-hmm. yeah it's a cheesy song by a lesbian band in the 90s <laughs> but i want to sing it yeah. and i'm going to teach everyone how to sing it yeah you know, and that's that's what it was. You know, we have so many people who are musically inclined and like, you know, I don't want to say, quote unquote, real musicians, but who are actually <laughs> that means. Mus- people who get paid for their skill as yeah. a singer, songwriter, musician. Cool. And and those people are in our community and and do the troubadour work, mm-hmm. you know, are are the Greek chorus of of what we're experiencing and the malaise and the anger mm-hmm. and watching, you know, your favorite places being torn down for shopping malls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, if you have passion, add it to the hymnal. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So is Los Angeles the only place that has drug church other than Oakland? Oh God, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, that that's what starts getting like hilarious because every chapter has their own hymnal and their own way of doing things. I mean, we've wow. got chapters in, there actually is a separation of San Francisco and Oakland. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> so you've got, you've got San Francisco, you've got Oakland, you've got Los Angeles, you've got Portland, you've got Seattle, you've got New York, you've got Antarctica. How did Ar- Antarctica? Well, so <laughs> we've got, we got a bunch of jerks. That's amazing. Who work in Antarctica and <sighs> who actually planted a flag. In Antarctica for Jerk Church. Awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we have, we, you know, it, it, it's hilarious at one point to think about what this is. You know, we, we have members in Austin and we have members in Tennessee. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when wherever there is a person who is a member of the church, there's a church. Yeah. But our, I mean, I can safely say in terms of chapters, we probably have about seven or eight. Wow! Across the world, and like so, this actually makes me wonder, who, what kind of people really get excited about this? Like, if you had, to, and I know it's impossible, especially around here, there are just all the different people from all over the place doing all the things. But if you had to sort of give a bit of a rough demographic, and I hate to ask this question, but I'm just so curious. Oh, demographics. Like, who, who are the people who gravitate toward Jerk Church? Uh, you know, it, it's funny, because when I look at our demographics, for lack of a better word, yeah. you know, I think that we're, we're all artists mm-hmm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be a fine artist, a craft artist, an artisan, 
mm-hmm. a musician. Yeah. You know, we, we are all artists. Okay. Um, we're all on somewhat of a fringe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and within that fringe, you know, there are, are people who, like one of our founders has a doctorate in, in cultural anthropology and delving into the ideas of, uh, of body modification and tattooing. And I mean, I mean, that's, you know, it's not just a bunch of like pew, pew, pew. I like art. Like it's, (laughs) you know, we have, we have, you know, we have another person who is a journalist who has been working in the journalism field for decades and now as a teacher, like it's, it's it's a weird demographic because it 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 pulls out of the idea of what Bernie Man is, which is mm-hmm. just like this cultural aggregator of of yeah. of people who want to make change happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not just about a party. It's not just about let's get together and no. Change. It's like we we've got members. Our youngest mm-hmm. member of Jerk Church is a uh, Ghostface, and I believe Ghostface is twelve. No, <laughs> maybe I I don't know, John. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know the the age of your son. Wow, um, but like. Ghostface is there and he's singing and he's doing, you know, walk, like aid walks and like it involved in community. And that that's, that's it. Like the, the demographic is, it's not scalable. Yeah. It's, it's not trackable. No. And, and the thing that I find so exciting about it, what you guys are doing is I feel like a lot of times people think they have their regular jobs, they go to work, and then they think they have to go do something good. So they volunteer for something, but that just is like another form of work. You know, so actual good deeds and do-gooding is just kind of like a drag in a lot of ways, to, for lack of a better term. But you guys actually come together. You yeah. do really cool stuff for the community. We try. Well, yeah, but then you're also <laughs> really feeding your own souls and it, it bring, building community and also just having a, a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's really, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how disparate our jerk church community gets, and mm-hmm. like we've been doing this for a long time now, mm-hmm. and, it, and it gets hard, you know, and, yeah. you know, I move away and Roach moves away and, you know, we lost the Vatican recently uh, because of an owner move in eviction, Aww. which is real. Which is, yeah, Oakland, I'm hearing. Yeah. Which is real, yeah. you know, and it's so, it's like how... How do you carry this on? Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, is that the fun that happens here mm-hmm. and and the magic that happens here is important enough that we are still doing it. Even though mm-hmm. our Pope is, you know, on a magic mystery tour with her couple of bands, it's like we can still congregate when when the call is made. Everyone yeah. drops everything and we come together. Yes. And, and that's the power of community and it's the power of play. Yes, yes. You know, it really is because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, we might all be mired in what is real and strong for all of us. Mm-hmm. Births of children, losses of jobs, losses of loved ones. Yeah. But when somebody says, hey, jerk church, yep. we're doing this. We're putting the dot on the map. Mm-hmm. Here's the day. Here's the time. Show up. Yeah. You know, it, it happens because that, that exercise of excitement and play releases so much sadness and tension. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and it, it really is, you know, when you, when you look at all the people who, the demographic of your church, when you look at all the people who are, you know, professional costumers, people who are working in the, in the tech field, people who are, you know, 
bakers, people who are, you know, working in HR, mm-hmm. this is their moment to, yeah. to expand and expound on fun. Yes. Yes. And, and bring that back to their life. Mm-hmm. It's a reconnection. Yeah. And, and that's always what that is. It's that reconnection, mm-hmm. you know, the reconnection to fun and the reconnection to song, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, song like ABCs. When you look at how we learn, we learned initially through song. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and through play. And there's real power in that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, you know, regardless of what the jerk mantra does and does not say, was always something that really responded to me. Yeah. Was that through this fun and this play, we were able to actuate real movement Mm -hmm. towards better things. Yeah. Wow. There's so many people out there right now, especially after the election and just uh, people are (sighs) down. And I'm meeting people all over the world People who are enthusiastic about play, who've been asking themselves lately, you know, why should we play? Why should we be talking about play? Is it okay for us to be still be talking about this where there's so many things pressing? But honestly, I think what you guys were doing with Jerk Church... Man, it's about putting on your oxygen mask. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I think that's like the, that's the thing that's important about play mm-hmm. is, you know, it's not about being childish. It's Mm-mm. not about, you know being frivolous no it's about feeding your own oxygen mask yes and you know play whether it is going to disneyland on election day (laughs) or it's getting together in the park with your friends after you know you find out that your two friends aren't dead in the middle of the desert yes which just happened which is real like but that's where play comes in into it it Mm -hmm. you know Play is so disregarded as a childlike quality, and and it's not. You know, no. throughout my, my entire life, the one thing that I've always come back to mm-hmm. is play. Yes. And, and whether it be through jerk church or through my own personal life, like, you know, having a childlike sense of wonder mm-hmm. is never a bad thing. Never. Believing that David Copperfield really did make a 30-ton <laughs> spaceship a appear above my head (laughs) yeah why not suspend your disbelief for just a hot minute yeah you know because what that does is it accesses a part of you that believes Mm -hmm. you know and it's not you know for me personally it's not about this whole love trumps hate and let's see how everything goes and let's put our best let's just make sure everything works out no it's not about that play Mm -hmm. is real yeah Play is about working out the scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are doing the sort of like best case, worst case scenario, when you're running situations, mm-hmm. when you're sitting there with your company, you're like, okay, if we take this job, you know, how do we do this? Like in those kinds of situations, play comes into 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 play. Yeah. Play comes into play. Play comes into play, yeah. Exactly. Well, and there's so much. I mean, in, in Amber, you she is a, a, a she is a costume designer and just a dress designer. I mean, she made my wedding dress. It was the most beautiful thing. <laughs> and I I I really love. There was a time, and I hope it's okay. We can totally edit it up. Oh, you know oh. <laughs> um, where I I think we get so caught up with these titles and these ideas of making a living as this kind of artist and 
you were doing a whole lot of work for a whole lot of people. You were running yourself ragged, um, and it was really hard for you to find joy again. And you just took a turn that nobody expected. And I watched you do this, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I think I, I mean, might do that. You know, the the thing that I think is most detrimental to us as artists, and and really, I think it's it's you can extrapolate it to. To, any, to anything. Yeah, totally. You know, you have this idea, like there is this weird ass falsehood about like, oh, just like throw up your hands and just leave it all. Like follow your bliss. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean like, yeah, yes, please. God, please follow your bliss. God, please do it. <laughs> but it's this idea that it's like, oh, I'm... I'm just going to quit my high paying corporate gig and I'm just going to start my like my little like necklace business and everything's great. I'm an artist. OMG. It, it creates this false paradigm for people who are in it. Like we think, oh, if I have a job that is not feeding this quote unquote artistic soul of mine, it's not feeding the play and the fun. Oh, yeah. I'm not authentic. Yeah. And, and that's the most dangerous thing. Yeah. And it's like, if you can find joy, I mean, I was making stage scrims for Run the Jewels. And was it exciting? No. Was it fantastic? No. Did I love making a light box for Kanye West? No. <laughs> Hated it. But it did allow me to to make a dress for someone who had no money and wanted to get married in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did it allow fun. me to take my friend's job and be like, okay, I'm going to custom make you a wedding dress. You being you. me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, because I take these quote unquote corporate jobs, mm -hmm. you know, it allows me to put my passion and my fun and my play like your dress was like you literally gave me an a, a, a runway of awesome you're like i don't care just what do you want to do i like tie-dye and i'm I like, like blue i like blue and it was that thing where it's like oh my yeah. god you're letting me do this <laughs> and and that's it's like it, and that's the, the hardest thing is for people that you know, it, it's, you are not a less of a person mm -hmm. if you take a corporate job. Mm -mm. You're not a less of a person if you're working at a coffee shop mm -hmm. and then two days a week you're working on your, on your passion and your fun. Yep. You know, and this is the hardest thing for me, for people to understand. It's like, you know, we're, we're being shoved down the throats of the idea that it's either one or the other. No. Yeah. You, you have to give up all corporate life and then just live this like carefree life of an artist with play and, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Y'all got bills to pay. Yep, There's yep, rent, yep. you know, and, it, it, and, and all the Twitters and the Tumblers and all the feeds that are, are putting forth these people who just gave it all up. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you know, tie it back into what's yes. real for you. Yes. You know, find play. Like as, as much as I don't like doing these things, mm -hmm. I still find play in that moment. Yes. I can still say, this is how I want to do something. This is how I don't want to do something. Yep. I still bring fun and joy into the most mundane of jobs. Yes. And, well, yeah. and that's really, the, that's the... That's the kicker of play. It is. You know, it really you, it's it's not one or the other. You don't let go of a corporate or a solid or mm -hmm. something that is is 
every week, month mm-hmm. payable. Yeah. You know, you, you have to understand that always bring in play, mm-hmm. you know, because when, when you're doing the most mundane of jobs, if you come with it with a sense of joy, mm-hmm. it's easier to do. Yeah. If I got a Fold 40 pounds of laundry, damn straight. I'm (laughs) putting on Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, and I'm dancing around my house. I'm bringing play into a chore. Exactly. You know, and we have to get out of our own ways. We have to to open up avenues for Mm -hmm. other people to find joy. Mm -hmm. You know, like finding play and finding joy is, is such a privileged place of being. Yes, it really is. And... And, and, and the, the biggest thing that we can do as Americans right now is bringing joy and play to, to everyone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to, to, to the people who, who, ne- who struggle and, and don't have food on tables. Like, because just because you are poor or disadvantaged doesn't mean you don't deserve play. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't deserve the right to, to be happy in that just sort of disassociated way. Absolutely. Yes. You know, that's and it, awesome. and it's something that America can really learn from right now. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's you know in in the face that we're fa- in in the world that we're facing right now, it's the one thing that I really hope the most mm-hmm. is that we can translate this through people who don't actually have access to this idea. Wow, wow, that's really powerful. Thank you, and we'll keep trying to find those ways yeah <laughs> well thank you for bringing dirt church to los angeles i really <laughs> totally. really appreciate it and this of all the times i actually thought right after the election and everything i'm like i think it's time for a dirt church <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> we need that right now bring it all together oh, so bring it all together thank you so much amber no, and- thank you Kara. life is excellent the tap water tastes like excrement the sky's
top is excellent. The top water tastes like excrement. Skies rain poison, but I gotta pay the rent. And I don't wanna pay the rent. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. Oh my God. All right, it's time. You are hereby ordered to go to theplaygrounding.com slash 20 page to watch the Life is Excellent music video by Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets. And you'll also find a picture of the amazing custom wedding dress that Amber made for me, as well as a link to the Jerk Church website and Amber's salt clothing. So go, go, watch the video. It'll make your day, I promise. Playgrounding.com slash 20. Go!